You are listening to the Happy Mama Village, a podcast for mamas, about mamas, and by mamas. Brian and Annie are both certified professional life coaches, passionate about empowering mamas to live wholehearted lives, find purpose in the mundane, and embrace feeling lit from within. Brian's expertise is working with women going through or recovering from a divorce, loss, or breakup. Annie is an expert in helping families thrive through shifts in mindset and parenting techniques. If you are feeling overwhelmed and unseen and are wanting to take you and your family beyond the status quo, this podcast is for you. We are so happy you are here. Welcome back to another week at the Happy Mama Village. Today is the first time we are recording following the passing of Brian's husband, Will. Brian's going to share some parts of her journey over the last three and a half weeks. We are your hosts, Annie Henderson and Brian Zelensky. Here at the Happy Mama Village, we discuss all things pertaining to happy mamas like relationships, parenting, self-care, mama tips, real life struggles, and so much more. Let's start with how you and the girls are doing, Brian. Well, today I am using my Good Vibes coffee mug. <laughs> I'm, I'm switching it up a little bit from my beautiful girl, you can do hard things mug. So It's, it's so important to have those <laughs> mugs, right? <laughs> yes, it's the small things. It's those little messages I need to send myself every day. Um, but we are, we're doing, we're doing really well. So we're doing, well, we're doing pretty good. <laughs> right. As well as expected. Right. So it's kind of touch and go. It's, you know, it's like an ocean. It's like waves, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes it's the little things. Sometimes it's the big things that, that get you. But um, it's been about three and a half weeks because of uh, COVID-19 restrictions. We haven't been able to have a funeral or, or a memorial service, but uh, luckily now that Texas opened up a little bit, the governor opened things up a little bit, we are we are able to have a, mem- a memorial service uh, this coming Saturday. So looking forward to that. So well, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that's able to take place and that that you know Texas has opened up to where we can gather and and celebrate even though there's going to still be restrictions at the funeral but um yeah it's going to look a little <laughs> it's going to look a little strange I think because uh the the church has to they have to follow very strict uh restrictions Otherwise, they can get shut down. Like, okay, you can't have any more gatherings Gosh. because you didn't follow the mm-hmm. the rules. So, like, every other pew has to be empty. There has to be so many seats between family units. Mm-hmm. Um, people can wear masks, but it's not required. So it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be a little weird. But hey, we're getting to do it. We're gonna be together. So you know. Yes. You just got to yes. roll with the punches. <laughs> and that, yeah. I know several weeks ago, I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I can't, I can't even go to support her. So I'm, I'm glad that yeah. there is room enough where, um, where we can still come and, and be there for you. Right. Even if yeah. it's at a distance. At a distance. At, at a, a distance. distance. And of course, you know, this whole, 
our whole happy mama crew is is loving on you from afar and and praying for you guys yes and i i i i've had listeners reach out to me and that just means a lot and really just the support from everyone has has been amazing in fact i'll tell you you know, I, I love Jesus and I think everybody should love Jesus and go to church, but you should just go to church for the support if for no other reason, you know, like, and then learn to love Jesus later. But like just having <laughs> a, a home, like a church home, a, a group of people uh, who show up. And, and that's mm-hmm. been amazing. So everyone, please find a church, go to a church, get involved because it is life-saving when you need it. I, I love that. I love, <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, you can, you can figure out the Jesus part later. <laughs> later. Just go, go now, go now. But that's, no, I mean, yeah, you're so right. Um, and I know, I'm sure a lot of people are struggling with not being able to go to church and be around the people, mm-hmm. but I know because um, we still hold our online right. uh, kind of parenting classes, and um, and it's nice to be able to see each other. But yeah, we're a lot of us are desperate to to get back and to you know be able to hug a neck and support each other in just a, a different way. Yes, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, so to lighten the mood, I'm going to lighten the mood a little bit. <laughs> and uh, let's talk about the train wreck that is Tiger King <laughs> on Netflix. So, so uh, I went. I th- I'm not sure if I talked about this. My my memory is terrible these days. I've got just I'm in a fog all the time. But I was doing a fast for mm-hmm. three weeks, and there was I didn't do any social media, no Netflix, no TV shows, and so. When that was over, I kind of had a hard time transitioning back in, into, you know, watching TV shows. And then with everything that happened in, in our life, I just didn't feel like watching TV. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like watching anything. And one night about a week after, I was like, I, just, I, I need to just zone out. Like, I just need something to take my mind off of everything that's going on. And I want it to be funny. I don't want anything that's going to be sad, you know, like just, uh-huh. you know, just make, put a smile on, on my face, you know. And my sister and her grown kids had been talking about Tiger King and it just sounded like a hot mess. And so I was like, well, OK, that's the obvious choice. I need <laughs> <laughs> I need something that is a bigger mess than my life right now. And I found it. It is a it, yeah, it is a gold mine. I mean, it's a train wreck. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how crazy it is. So So as as someone who has not, I've seen glimpses of it because Sam did jump on that train and watched it. Mm -hmm. Would you recommend I I go through it and watch the whole thing? You really should. And here's, I was, (laughs) so I was expecting like, ha ha, laugh out loud funny. And it's not that kind of funny. It's the kind of funny that, oh my word, how do these people, how are they alive? Like, how do they survive? <laughs> it's just so out of, out of your mind craziness uh-huh. that 
you find yourself like looking around like, is anybody else seeing this? Like what in the world is going on? (laughs) You know, so it's funny in that way because it's so bizarre. Like it's so bizarre. He's crazy. Right, just so out there. Like you wouldn't believe it unless it was a documentary or a show. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, like you can't make this stuff up, you know? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. that bizarre. Like he's a mullet, makeup wearing, <laughs> homosexual, <just> married <laughs> to two straight men, and he owns a tiger zoo. Wanna be wanna be music video star. He's just crazy. I mean, it's just it's insane. You just can't. Oh my gosh! Can't make it up. Sequence like sequence shirts, <laughs> Wranglers, and boots with a trucker hat and a mullet. That's also like be- bleach blonde. And what what years did all of this happen? Like 2016. Like <laughs> this is not like the 80s or the 90s. Like this crap is like right now. Like it just happened. Like oh all my of this. Goodness. Yes. Spoiler alert, which you find out in the first episode, so I'm not really spoiling anything, but he ends up like going to jail for threatening, like hiring somebody to kill his rival, who's a PETA person. Oh, It's just crazy. Was was that that person crazy as well? She's a little nutso too. I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit. A little bit of something. A little right? bit. A little bit. They're all crazy. Like their whole, this whole big cat. If you own a big cat, you crazy. <laughs> like you just are crazy. Yeah. It's a train wreck. So oh my highly recommend that for sure. And you, you were showing. So, um, so like I said, I haven't actually watched the whole thing. I've caught little glimpses of it and it was just, yeah, I, I thought I had other stuff to do, (laughs) but I would catch a little bit. But I know enough of it, and I, of course, see everyone's posts and all the memes. Uh, But if you go onto TikTok and you type Carol Baskin, (laughs) you will see all of these amazing videos. There's a song that they put to the – they dance uh, to Savage, (laughs) but with Carol Baskin (laughs) lyrics. So – for some reason, I will just randomly start seeing that, and then Sam will have to shut it down. She'll yes, be like, Carol, no. Carol Baskin is the animal rights activist who he tried to kill. There you go. So even if you don't want to commit to watching the whole thing, I feel like everyone needs to watch at least an episode. So when people refer back to this time, you can be like, okay, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, and I there is one episode. So Google this. If you're going to watch one episode, you have to watch the one where he does a music video about Carol Baskin killing her husband and feeding oh him gosh. to the tigers. It's priceless. You have to see it. <laughs> All right. I I will watch that one as well. That's a good <laughs> just, one. Just so, for you, and- Brian. So I haven't just been watching pure trash television. <laughs> I I also Many of us started have. <laughs> I also started listening to a podcast called Seeing White and it's about how race became a thing. Like how did we start seeing people as, you know, black white 
you know, where did that start? How did that evolve? It's fascinating. I'm only on like episode four, but, and I think there's 14, but it's really, really eye opening. So I will, yeah, you should check that out. And maybe, maybe we could do like a series or an episode or something about that. It's really good. I would love to, especially with um, everything surrounding um, Ahmad. Yes. Yeah. And that's really, that's what kind of turned me on to this. That's kind of how I found this. So somebody posted about um, Ahmad and, and posted this link to this podcast. And it's so good. It's so interesting. Really, really good. So. Well, thank you for mentioning that. Yes, let's definitely do it. I know recently, you know, just like, Facebook does you share something that someone else shared a million times ago but it was a it was a really good post and just talking about like what we can do like being not racist isn't enough anymore we need to be anti-racist and actively so having some great conversations about all of that with with my daughter awesome okay in case any of our listeners haven't heard Brian lost her husband, Will, unexpectedly a few weeks ago. She shared with me that she had some life lessons to pass along to all of us. Um, So, Brian, I know you have these conversations and daily ahas. You have some highs and lows and experiences that many of us haven't experienced or just everyone's everyone has and experiences different things and different feelings and goes through grief differently. So I'm, I'm so grateful that you are able and willing to share with, with our listeners on what you've um, learned so far in this, in this process. Well, it's, and it's definitely a process, (laughs) you know, some days, you know, some days I'm doing better, you know, mentally and emotionally and, and Mm -hmm. some days, um, I'm, I'm not, you know, doing so great. So today, so far, good day. <laughs> um, but it's early. So, <laughs> um, you know, part of, you know, part of what has made this process so much more difficult, like added a whole nother layer of, of hurt is the coronavirus, the, the COVID-19 restrictions, the quarantine, because there, there could be no funeral um, at the time. I could have no visitors, no hugs, etc. I mean, just yes. like people would come, people would come. We stayed with my parents for about a week and people would come to their house and they'd bring us food and it was wonderful. They were so, I mean, it was so sweet, the outpouring of love. But I couldn't hug any of them, you know, best, my, my best friend and her kids couldn't come over and be with my kids. So my kids didn't get, I mean, we were loving on them. My parents were loving on them, but when you need people most Mm -hmm. in times like this to, to feel like a leper, (laughs) you know, and I know we all kind of felt like that, you know, but like where people can't touch you is it's heartbreaking you know it just adds a whole nother level of um of woundedness you Mm -hmm. know on on top of uh what was already a painful situation so 
you know, not not being able to have the funeral, not being able to, you know, gather with people who who loved Will was really traumatic for me. And I was, you know, stressing out about how can I show my love for Will if I can't, we can't do a funeral, we can't do that, we can't do this. And nothing was really working out the way that I wanted it to. And so I kind of, I decided that since we couldn't have a funeral, just my immediate family, so my parents and my brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews, we would get together and do a um, a lantern release for Will. This was about a week about a week after, and like so, I ordered these lanterns. I, I passed them out to um, my neighbors and and friends, and they got to come and pick them up from my um, porch, and they were gonna do them in their houses. And then like videotape it or show me or something that they, you know, so I could kind of live it with them. But then my family was going to get together and do it, go to a park um, and release these lanterns. We're all going to do it at the same time. So the day of, um, it was super windy and I went out and tried one of the lanterns and it was a complete failure. Oh, no. <laughs> like it didn't work at all. And so now I might panic and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've given out all these lanterns and it's not going to work. And like I am having like full on meltdown. And Brooklyn came in. Like I'm like, I literally like, like a two year old, like ran to my room and threw myself on the bed. I'm like sobbing. And Brooklyn, my 11-year-old, came in and she, and so this is lesson number one. She said, dad knows that you love him. You don't have to prove it to him. Like, he knows. So don't worry about it not being perfect. You don't have anything to prove. And, like, that's so true. Gosh, she's wise. (laughs) Yes. She's so wise. (laughs) Like, those who know and love me don't need me to perform or prove my love for them. And they don't need you to do it or anyone else to do it. Like, you can kind of give that up. Is, yes, acts of kindness. I mean, obviously, that those are good things. But do it because you love them, not because you're trying to prove it to them. You know, they know. So that was lesson number one from my 11-year-old. Oh, out of the mouth of babes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so we started, so we ended up doing balloons instead. So I, my mom went and bought, you know, tons of balloons and we passed those out instead. And we went to, <laughs> we went to the park to um, where we were going to have this little get together. And we'd gone the day before and it was beautiful. There was a place where it was like going to be shaded in the evening. It was going to be perfect for us to sit around in our camp chairs. And then there was a big, large grass area where we could release the balloons. It was going to be like perfect. We get there, we sit down in the camp chairs and three commercial size mowers roll up to (gasps) start mowing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like right now, like right now, you're going to mow. 
And so they start mowing. So we can't hear anything. We can't really hear ourselves think. And my dad starts a prayer. And (laughs) there was some trees like behind us. And then on the other side of the trees was a road. And like this motorcycle goes by that's like super loud. And the balloons, like the bunch of balloons is like whipping in the wind and like hitting me in the head, like during the prayer. And I was like, oh my my word, could this be any more of a disaster? You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't make this up. Like this is horribly imperfect. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. So, which is going to lead me, that's going to be part of lesson three, but, um, Okay, so it was just kind of funny. You know what I mean? Just everything was going wrong. So nothing was like going my way. Beautiful (laughs) disaster. So lesson number two (laughs) is I can't be responsible for anyone's happiness and no one is responsible for mine. So it's easy for me personally to fall into that trap or that way of thinking where I believe my actions can determine someone else's feelings. Like if I act good enough, if I act right enough, then they will be happy. Um, But like my parents taught me when I was growing up, no one can control, no one is in control of you except for you. Right. You know, nobody can make you mad. Nobody can make you react. Like those are all choices um, that we each have for ourselves, you know, so um, and we have to own that. And that's really hard. But we also have to let other people make those choices for themselves as well, you know? Yeah, no, that's so true. The whole uh, circle of influence and what, yeah, that's, you said it perfectly. And that's, that makes a a huge difference knowing what we have control over. And once you take away that responsibility and, and keep your, keep your own power of, I'm, I'm in control of my, my thoughts and my feelings and I get to choose and I can't, I can't do that for other people. Otherwise everything would be wonderful, right? If we could control (laughs) people's actions and thoughts and beliefs, it would be amazing. For sure. It would be amazing because I'd be great at that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So lesson number three goes back to the balloon story and, um, and, and something that has been a struggle, you know, for me, you know, because of coronavirus, you know, everything is a mess. You know, life is a mess because of what we're going through. You know, nothing looks like the way that I want it to look. Um, you know, <laughs> sitting there with the balloons hitting me in the head and the, and the motorcycle and the mowers. And um, it's easy just to go, screw it. Like, ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and... And, and, and let that, um, ruin, you know, your day or your mindset or, or what, whatever it is. I mean, everybody's situation is going to be a little bit different, but the, the, the lesson is life really is a beautiful mess. It, it, it's a mess. <laughs> so, but it, but it, it can be beautiful if you choose to see it that way and you should just embrace it. Don't fight it. Um, even when nothing looks like what it's, you know, air quotes supposed to look like, um, there's still beauty in it. If you're, if you find, if you look for it, 
you know, if you're willing to dig for it like gold, you mm-hmm. know, you'll find it. But if you're still stuck on what it's supposed to look like and those expectations, then you're, you're not, you're not going to find, you're not going to find the beauty in the mess, you know? Mm-hmm. That's such a good, good lesson, not just for you know, y'all's situation, but everyone and everyone that's struggling with Corona and everyone that's struggling with every, all the changes that are coming up right now and just daily life, right? Embracing that beautiful mess. That was well said. Lesson number four is get an effing will. (laughs) Like go today, like right now, go make a will. (laughs) Now you've been told right now. <laughs> because it is it, it's crazy if you don't if you don't have one it just creates so much uh it's just such a struggle you know everything is so much harder mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. without a will so for sure please everyone <laughs> go do that did you um, today did you have one before I did. I had one as a single mom. I did there have one. Oh, go. good job. Um, so, so can you talk like, do you think people in, in their heads make that seem harder and more complicated and more expensive or just not worth it enough? What do you think? What holds people back from, from just doing that getting a will? Right. So my dad is actually a probate attorney. So this, that's, oh, that is actually what yes. he does. You grew so, up on this. Right. So, but still, but, but my husband didn't have one, you know, and you, you would think that we would, but it's one of those things that you think you're not going to need it. Mm-hmm. It seems it, it's not going to be at the top of a, your priority list unless you're, sick or, or, you know, terminal or something like that. And then, yeah, it does move straight up to the top of the list. But in our everyday life, you just don't think you're going to need it. And I also think there is kind of a false sense of security in that, oh, it'll be fine. You know, mm-hmm. it does, it's not going to make that big of a difference, but it really does. It really, really does. So please, for the sake of your, your spouse, for your kids, just go get go get one. It's not that hard. It's not that expensive. I mean, I'm sure it can be. Uh, my dad is very reasonable because he looks at it, you know, he does it in part, he sees that as a ministry, hmm. you know, yeah. how he can help people. So he's really inexpensive, but and I'm sure that there are others out there as well um, who, you know, are inexpensive and, you know, don't charge too much, but it doesn't have to be, it's not that hard. It really isn't. It isn't that hard, but there is a right way and a wrong way to do it. You can't just, you know, scribble something on a napkin. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I think so. Too many people have seen that done. (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't work. That's not going to hold up. Um, that's not going to hold up. So, you know, it, so you do need an attorney. You do need to do it the right way. But yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it's because people just don't think they're going to need it. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Yep. I, I totally get that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for that friendly reminder. Um, <laughs> if you don't, Brian will hunt you down. <laughs> yes, for real. It needs to be done. Okay. Um so that is going to wrap us up today. Um, Brian, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. It's just so 
nice to hear your voice again. Um, and I appreciate you. I know you are, are still grieving and will be grieving and to take the time out to speak to everybody about the lessons that you've learned as you're going through it, um, is, is such a blessing. So thank you. You're sweet. You're welcome. I'm glad that I'm glad that we could do this and and be together. And this this feels this feels normal. This feels like a little bit of normalcy in my day. So it does. I really appreciate it. It does. It it for me. It has. It's filling like this empty gap <laughs> that is that has been in my in my days and my week. So um, everyone listening, thank you so much for hanging in there and being patient and um, and listening to this this special episode. Don't forget to go check out the toolbox at toolbox.thehappymamavillage.com for mama tips, tools, and resources. And thank you to to all of our listeners for the sweet words of encouragement that you've given me over the last few weeks and, and for joining us here today at the Happy Mama Village. Okay, check out the show notes for more information about us and how to connect. We would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for spending time listening to this episode. I hope that you were inspired from our time together. We want to encourage you to leave a review, subscribe, and share a favorite episode that another mama needs to hear so that she can feel supported as she continues the brave and sometimes lonely journey of motherhood and life itself. By sharing, together we can change lives. If you are feeling overwhelmed and alone on this journey, reach out. We are here to help. Thanks for listening.